Good morning, Sonship Oneship, and welcome to A Course in Miracles Daily Reading Conference Call, where we read from the original edition of ACM, which is published by Course in Miracles Society. Today, we are in the manual for teachers. We'll be reading section two and section three. Who are their pupils? And three, what are the levels of teaching? And you can access an original edition by going to jcim.net, and you will see on the third menu a bar line, it says online edition. So, beloved webmaster, how's our sale going on uh, the site? It's going wonderfully. We're getting a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, you know, people registering at the store and, and purchasing, because it, it really is a wonderful, really, really uh, good deal. So, again, all kinds of things, Spanish and soft covers and um, everything so it's great <laughs> we're thrilled <laughs> Thanks, great Chris. thank you so dear santa yep. i would love a new mm, <laughs> something from jcis <laughs> right. right. reverend reed are they selling the calendars no they didn't our publisher said he wasn't gonna do it this oh. year oh my oh this so, every month i read oh my god oh. so sorry to hear that yeah okay uh, okay, so during this hour, we read each paragraph twice until we are finished. And we invite our workbook lesson. It's 336. Forgiveness lets me know that minds are joined. And finally, we ask that you mute your own phones using your own device um, function. So has anyone joined the call that would like to get on the reading list? All right, so Fran, we're listening and we're praying for your friend. Anna, we're listening and we're praying for Joseph. And we have in reading order, Reverend Rita, Lee, Sharon, Paula, and Carl. In this holy instant, I'm turning the call over to Sharon for a morning prayer. Sharon. My dear family, this section of the Course summarizes for me some basic truths found throughout the text or workbook. Brother Jesus tells me that now that I am ready to learn possibilities to open up for the Holy Spirit to teach through me, and that the Holy Spirit has brought me into relationship with others who desire to learn from him. It appears that even though there is no time, he chose people for me to meet and people who were to meet me long ago. He goes on to explain the total incorrectness in the concept of time. And this leads me to what, for me, is such a wonderful idea. That is, the moment I chose to believe I was separated from God, God responded with the way home, and it occurred immediately. This is because, quote, the will of God is entirely apart from time, unquote. The will of God triumphs over that of the ego 100% in truth. This does not seem to be the case, but this is because we live in this world we made which seems to have no connection with God and which appears to operate under the laws of time. Quote, in time, this happened very long ago. In reality, 
it never happened at all, unquote. Atonement is only necessary because we think that we are separate. Its purpose is to, as we have heard so many times in this course, quote, correct illusions. Our brother Jesus tells us, quote, what happened long ago seems to be happening now. Choices made long since appear to be open yet to be made. End quote. What an utterly amazing idea. So what happened long ago seems to be happening now. Choices made long since appear to be open yet to be made. <sighs> but since we have the freedom to choose and in the world of illusion time does not exist, we can take all the time to be released from guilt and pain that we desire. As I decide that release from guilt and pain is what I really want, really want, in that moment, time disappears. And I find myself to be in an oddly familiar and very wonderful place. Brother Jesus tells us that, quote, God's will in everything but seems to take time in the working out. What could delay the power of eternity? Unquote. He tells us that, quote, the teacher is not really the one who does the teaching. God's teacher speaks to any two who join together for learning purposes, unquote. And that relationship is a beautiful and holy one. I see how silly it, is. it was that I thought I was really the teacher. Jesus tells us, quote, the demarcations they have drawn between their roles, their minds, their bodies, their needs, their interests, and all the differences they thought separated them from one another fade and grow dim and disappear. Unquote. Everything that is not eternal and unifying is revealed to us as ultimately without meaning. We know the Holy Spirit can make it all meaningful, for he lovingly can use it for our benefit. But we get to experience the melting away of everything that we have allowed to hold us hostage. And we can teach and discover the beauty of this joined and full life that awaits us. Thank you, dear Brother Jesus, for using me for what you're wanting and totally able to teach. I know that what I say is not important. It is what I surrender and the outcome of that, that is where the miracle occurs. This is all I need to do, and I need to do it far more than I know. Help me speed 
this process up. Dear Brother Jesus, I have a lot of blessings to channel from you. I am excited to dive deeper, knowing that you will perfectly regulate my progress as I become ready. Thank you once again for using me. I am so grateful that I have such an amazing purpose in life. It is so simple. Help me surrender this guilt to you. Help me release any pain. Please continue to help me to be aware every time I judge myself, regardless of who I appear to be criticizing in my mind. And help me know that you've already taken it away. Thank you for being right with me, offering me my personal curriculum throughout the day. What an incredible journey. Incredible. Thank you, thank you, thank you. As I said at my fourth birthday party, this is just what I always wanted. I want you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Sharon. Amen. Thank you, Sharon. Amen. Amen. Thank, Thank you, Sharon. Sharon. That was lovely. Mm-hmm. Two, who are their pupils? Certain pupils have been assigned to each of God's teachers, and they will begin to look for him as soon as he has answered the call. They were chosen for him because the form of universal curriculum that he will teach is best for them in view of their level of understanding. His pupils have been waiting for him, for his coming is certain. Again, it is only a matter of time. And once he has chosen to fulfill his role, they are ready to fulfill theirs. Time waits on his choice, but not whom he will serve. When he is ready to learn, the opportunities to teach will be provided for him. Reverend Regia, one and two, please. Okay. Um, who are their pupils? Number one, certain pupils have been assigned to each of God's teachers, and they will begin to look for him as soon as he has answered the call. They were chosen for him because the form of the universal curriculum that he will teach is best for them in view of their level of understanding. His pupils have been waiting for him, for his coming is certain. Again, it is only a matter of time. Once he has chosen to fulfill his role, they are ready to fulfill theirs. Time waits on his choice, but not whom he will serve. When he is ready to learn, the opportunities to teach will be provided for him. Two, in order to understand the teaching-learning plan of salvation, it is necessary to grasp the concept of time which the Course sets forth. Atonement corrects illusions, not the truth. Therefore, it corrects what never was. Further, the plan for this correction was established and completed simultaneously, for the will of God is entirely apart from time. So is all reality being of him. 
the instant the idea of separation entered the mind of God's Son, in that same instant was God's answer given. In time, this happened very long ago. In reality, it never happened at all. Thank you, Reverend Rija. Lee, two and three, please. In order to understand the teaching, learning, plan of salvation, it is necessary to grasp the concept of time which the Course sets forth. Atonement corrects illusions, not the truth. Therefore, it corrects what never was. The f further, the plan for this correction was established and completed simultaneously. For the will of God is entirely apart from time. So is all reality, being of Him. The instant the idea of separation entered the mind of God's Son, in that same instant was God's answer given. In time, this happened very long ago. In reality, it never happened at all. Three, the world of time is the world of illusion. What happened long ago seems to be happening now. Choices made long since appear to be open, yet to be made. What has been learned and understood and long ago passed by is looked upon as a new thought, a fresh idea, a different approach. Because your will is free, you can accept what has already happened at any time you choose. And only then will you realize that it was always there. As the Course emphasizes, you are not free to choose the curriculum or even the form in which you will learn it. You are free, however, to decide when you want to learn it. And as you accept it, it is already learned. Thank you, Lee. Sharon, three and four, please. The world of time is the world of illusion. What happened long ago seems to be happening right now. Choices made long since appear to be open, yet to be made. What has been learned and understood and long ago passed by is looked upon as a new thought, a fresh idea, a different approach. Because your will is free, you can accept what was already has already happened at any time you choose. And only then will you realize that it was always there. As the Course emphasizes, you are not free to choose the curriculum or even the form in which you will learn it. You are free, however, to decide when you want to learn it. And as you accept it, it is already learned. Time really, then, goes backward to an instant so ancient that it is beyond all memory and past even the possibility of remembering. Yet because it is an instant that is relived again and again and still again, it seems to be now. And thus, it is 
that pupil and teacher seem to come together in the present, finding each other as if they had not met before. The pupil comes at the right time to the right place. This is inevitable because he made the right choice in that ancient instant which he now relives. So has the teacher, too, made an inevitable choice out of an ancient past. God's will in everything but seems to take time in the working out. What could display the power of eternity? Thank you, Sharon. Uh, Paula, four and five, please. Time really then goes backward to an instant so ancient that it is beyond all memory and past even the possibility of remembering. Yet because it is an instant that is relived again and again and still again, it seems to be now. And thus and thus it is that pupil, it is that pupil and teacher seem to come together in the present finding each other as if they had not met before. The pupil comes at the right time to the right place. This is inevitable because he made the right choice in that ancient instant which he now relives. So has the teacher too made an inevitable choice out of an ancient past. God's will in everything but seems to take time in the working out. What could delay the power of eternity? Five. When pupil and teacher come together, a teaching-learning situation begins. For the teacher is not really the one who does the teaching. God's teacher speaks to any two who join together for learning purposes. The relationship is holy because of that purpose. And God has promised to send his spirit into any holy relationship. In the teaching-learning situation, each one learns that giving and receiving are the same. The democratic way? Demarcations. Demarcations, thank you, Carl. I just couldn't get it. The demarcations they have drawn between their roles, their minds, their bodies, their needs, their interests, and all the differences they thought separated them from one another fade and grow dim and disappear. Those who will learn the same course share one interest and one goal. And thus he who, has the learn- who was the learner becomes a teacher of God himself. For he has made the one decision that gave his teacher to him. He has seen in another person the same interest as his own. Thank you, Paula. And Carl, five, please. When pupil and teacher come together, a teaching-learning situation begins. For the teacher is not really the one who does the teaching. God's teacher speaks to any two who join together for learning purposes. The relationship is holy because of that purpose, and God has promised to send his spirit into any holy relationship. In the teaching-learning situation, 
Each one learns that giving and receiving are the same. The demarcations they have drawn between their roles, their minds, their bodies, their needs, their interests, and all the key differences they thought separated them from one another fade and grow dim and disappear. Those who would learn the same course share one interest and one goal, and thus he who has the learn and thus he who was the learner becomes a teacher of God himself, for he has made the one decision that gave his teacher to him. He has seen in another person the same interest as his own. Thank you, Carl. Reverend Regent, what do you say? Shall we pray for the pupils and the teachers and open up the floor? Sure. Okay. Just close our eyes and, and draw that awareness within. We are opening to a, a remembrance. We already know the truth about who we are and who our brother is. Everyone knows this, no matter where they are on their journey. Some people say, I'm new to this curriculum, but they know. They, they know in their heart, in their soul of souls, they remember. It's there for, for the remembrance. It's, a, it's an opening up to, and they're on their journey at whatever part, whatever place of this opening up to. But we're all connected, all one. This journey is a journey that we have gone on as soon as we thought we were separate. But that's not reality. So forgiveness instantly brings me back to our union, our lesson today. Forgiveness lets me know that minds are joined we are one in this journey. We are all teachers and pupils for one another. How beautiful is that? And so, this is what we bring to mind today in every instant. I'm one with my brother. There are no accidents. We come together in this moment, perfect timing to become teachers and pupils for one another. We remember that we, we are here to teach only love. But that is what we are. And so it is. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Amen. Regent. Thank you. Amen. Thank you. Beautiful. Thank you, Reverend Richa. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Richa. Uh, uh, this Reverend Richa, in the first paragraph, and um, the last sentence struck me. He said, when he is ready to learn, the opportunities to teach will be provided for him. And you would think it would say, when he's ready to learn, the opportunities to learn will be provided for him. <laughs> but it doesn't. 
You know, it says, when he's ready to learn, the opportunities to teach will be provided. And then I thought, to give and to receive are one in truth. And what I give, I receive. What I teach, I learn. So it's all this beautiful dance we're doing. We're learning what we teach, and we teach what we learn. So I'm, I'm complete. Thank you so much. Thank you, Reverend Rija. Thank you, Reverend Rija. Thank you, Sharon. You know, that just takes all this, this feeling of egoic strength, or, um, stress off me. Because really, all I'm doing is being a student. But if he wants to teach through me, great. Um, that's amazingly wonderful. Thank you. I'm complete. Thank you, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. And Reverend Rija, I want to say, use the word that dance and that's how I have come to look at relationships where I take on the role of teacher and pupil. It's because to give, to receive is the same. And I always picture this dance with my brother, a particular brother. And who's leading at the time? I use that. And then there's times I back off and allow myself to be led because I'm learning a lesson within because when I'm learning from my teacher at that moment, I'm learning something about what's within my, me. So, and, and I see my teacher or, or my, when I interchange the roles, it's because I know we, I am one with that person, that soul. And we are at that moment both teacher and pupil. So, and I dance. It's our dance. Sometimes it's a fish jitterbug. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it's a forensic whatever. What's going on today, you know, boogieing down. (laughs) Sometimes it's a nice, quiet waltz. Nice simple walk when we come together. So yes, I love when you said dance. I so appreciate it. Thank you. I'm complete. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Paula. Thanks, Paula. I remembered this is Ida. I remembered how I got back into A Course in Miracles this year was to a guy named Peter Alexander Newman. We found each other through a 12-step group. We started talking to each other. And it seemed so holy. I mean, get the feeling that he was like a really high-level guru and I should write down everything he says. But went to all these temporary truths. But then he said that his sponsor had told him to read A Course in Miracles. This was a couple of years ago. And also Eckhart Tolle's books. <clears throat> and, uh, but I guess it, some point we thought we were soulmates and stuff, but but we had a really hard time with each other. We kept getting offended by each other. Just 
it seemed to me, you know, after a while, beyond the hope of repair. So I just stopped talking to him and I told him not to contact me, basically. He did a couple of weeks ago, but it was totally different. The specialness bond had been broken. But I just want to say thank you to him publicly here because it seemed like if it weren't for him mentioning it, I wouldn't have thought of A Course in Miracles and I wouldn't have found you guys. So I appreciate it. Thanks. I'm complete. Thanks, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. It's good that this is Anna, and I think that it's really lovely that you can see what you learned from him and what he brought into your life in spite of the fact that there was discord between you. That's very beautiful. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for recognizing that. Wow. This is Ida again. Yes. My two subjects here. That first one and then time. And some of you may have realized how much I love, I've always loved since I was a kid, to think about time. And, of course, to think about the now, the present, the gift, <laughs> and eternity. But when I thought of that phrase some years ago about, you know, that's why they call it the present. And I thought, oh, wow. I thought of a new thing. And then I started to see it everywhere. Another instance of oneness. We all thought of it at the same time. <laughs> so it's funny to me because it sort of takes my ego down a notch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love this part of this of this um, lesson in... The manual for teachers because it talks about, you know, an instant so, you know, time so ancient that it's even beyond the possibility of remembering. You know, like in my, my previous group, they talked about the different kinds of plates that these different guardians and in groups on the earth, like the family in Hawaii and stuff, were hiding. And this dimension, other dimensions, because there were always the bad guys who who wanted to take them and make make corrupt things out of them. But um, now it is that I'm saying that I don't really need any kind of even special, different kind of CD from somewhere else to remember what I need to remember. Not now is eternity and that we do a dance between time and eternity, too. Uh, eternity, I can talk about all I want, but when I experience it in those holy instants beyond time, that's where I really get off. It's where I really love even the remembrance of those instances that I've already had. And of course, this 
this uh, page says that we already experienced all this, you know, and and we have an illusion or a delusion that we can have a fresh idea and a new approach and you tried oh, so long ago. <laughs> it's just so impossibly funny to me to, to, to consider how the heck that could happen. <laughs> uh, so thank you for letting me share all this and today it's better to be laughing than crying and uh, I'm glad we're remembering to laugh thanks and uh, I'm complete thanks Ida thank you Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. Thank you, Ida. This is Anna. And as you were speaking, I just had it um, come into my my heart mind how light and joyful Jesus is about everything and that sometimes we take it all too seriously Um, and he would rather have me join in laughter and enjoy and understand who I am and just accept that just simply accept who I am and laugh with him and find joy in his presence thank you I'm complete Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Anna. Thank you, Anna. Thanks, Anna. Thank you, Anna. It's Lee. We're introduced here again to the idea of the call. Um, he first mentioned that in the in the prior section, um, who are God's teachers. And it's in the first line that he mentions it for the first time again. Certain pupils have been assigned to each of God's teachers and they'll begin to look for him as soon as he has answered the call. Um, Think of the call as the willingness to accept the Holy Spirit's purpose as my own. And I can recognize when he talks about uh, temptation in one of the uh, last sections of the text, that temptation between choosing my weakness or the strength of Christ in me, that's another way to speak of that same call. There was elsewhere in the Course that he describes that there's only one road, and that one road leads to heaven. That one road leads to um, the correction of my mind, the cleansing of my perception, and the preparation that today's lesson speaks about when it says perception having been corrected enough is lifted to knowledge. There's only that one road, and I'm always either stepping in one direction or the other. As I answer the call, I'm always stepping in the right direction. And that can just be um, 
um, something for me to remember, uh, not in guilt, but in recognition that if I'm stepping the other way, I'm just stepping in delay. And uh, each of us here, I sense, has, um, has accepted that call for ourselves. And we're working our way along that road together. The way he speaks of time here is the antidote to any sense in me that this life and world is a chaotic unfolding. He speaks of things having been prearranged. He speaks of an orchestration that every encounter, as he described in the last section, even the most casual of encounters, is a holy encounter, prearranged by each of us who meet. And um, I love what that does in terms of my orientation to the day, to recognize that every delay that I get aggravated about is the working out of that orchestration. Every frustrating relationship has been arranged in order that every other relationship and encounter um, that is ordained become possible. And so it allows me to walk in trust in a way that I wouldn't if I thought, again, the things were guided by chaos. I love the sense of ordering that he describes in the, in the, in the, in the course. And I think of that, um, that portion of the gifts of God that Paula so enjoys sharing with us at times when he says, I, this is my offer to you, a gentle world with quiet ordering Um, if I could accept that things are unfolding in that kind of perfection, that, as he says um, early, or let's see, in one of the later chapters of the text, there is no chance or accident in the universe as God created it, that being a line from the responsibility for sight. Um, It just, it just, uh, it just initiates that whole sense um, of of um, purpose and an overarching orchestration that again allows me to walk the world in trust, and that's exactly where I think the course is taking me to um, to a sense of discovery so that I walk through my day wondering what those encounters will be that are laid out for me, that were laid out before time, that allow um, that, allow that I uh, recognize and use each of those encounters to walk that road um, to my correction and my release That same sentence had stood out for me as well 
better reach it when the when the when the teacher decides he has something more to learn um, then he'll find the pupil by which he can do so um, I love that I, I really love that I'm complete guys thanks Thank you, Thanks, Thank Lee. you so much, Lee. Thank you, Lee. Thank you, Lee. That was very well said. I so appreciate it. You know, this is Chris. There's so much in this section, and I don't even know where to start. Um, last night we were on the happy hour call, and for those that don't know, that's just such a joyous, fun way to spend a Tuesday evening at 730 Reverend Pam, we're actually in the manual for teachers, and we were talking about the call. And I was saying how gratitude, the gratitude that we all have for the growth of this community for the last couple of years. And she brought up the point that, you know, that whoever's on the call can help me, that that, that the fact that it is a call is such a beautiful metaphor for the calling that we all have amongst each other. And there's such a... There's such a beautiful connection here because I am such a pupil and it wasn't until I came to this call was I able to understand what was going on. And I think today's huge shift for me is this the time thing that trips me up all the time. I was driving John to the airport this morning and coming back, sitting in traffic, looking at the millions of cars and, and my ego telling me, look, it's so split, it will never go back together. <laughs> Rather than what I think... I'm not remembering is that this never happened and that I come from a place as we all do of just complete peace that that's the part that I forget. And that's what the call to remember is. I'm complete. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thank you, Chris. Shall we go on to the next section? Sounds good. So, has um, Carl, are you leaving now? He might be gone. I think it's off of it then. So, do we have new readers or that have joined the call that would like to be on the reading list? Sure, Ida. Okay, Ida. Anyone else? All right, let's go to three. What are the levels of teaching? The teachers of God have no set teaching level. Each teaching learning situation involves a different relationship at the beginning. And although the ultimate goal is always the same, to make of the relationship a holy relationship in which both can look upon the Son of God as sinless. There is no one from whom a teacher of God cannot learn, so there is no one whom he cannot teach. However, from a practical point of view, he cannot meet everyone, nor find every, nor can everyone find him. 
And therefore, the plan includes a specific, very specific context to be made for each other. Excuse me. Therefore, the plan includes very specific contexts to be made for the teacher of God. There are no accidents in salvation. Those who are to meet will meet because together they have the potential for a holy relationship and they are ready for each other. Ida, one and two, please. The teaching of God have no set teaching level. Each teaching learning situation involves a different relationship at the beginning, although the ultimate goal is always the same. To make of the relationship a holy relationship in which both can look upon the Son of God as sinless. There is no one from whom a teacher of God cannot learn, so there is no one whom he cannot teach. However, from a practical point of view, he cannot meet everyone, nor can everyone find him. Therefore, the plan includes very specific contacts to be made for each teacher of God. There are no accidents in salvation. Those who are to meet will meet, because together they have the potential for a holy relationship. They are ready for each other. Two, the simplest level of teaching appears to be quite superficial. It consists of what seems to be very casual encounters. A chance meeting of two apparent strangers in an elevator. A child who is not looking where he is going, running into an adult, quote, by accident, unquote. Two students who happen to walk home together. These are not chance encounters. Each of them has the potential for becoming a teaching learning situation. Perhaps the seeming strangers in the elevator will smile to one another. Perhaps the man will not scold the child for bumping into him. Perhaps the students will become friends. Even at the level of the most casual encounter, it is possible for two people to lose sight of separate interests if only for a moment. That moment will be enough. Salvation has come. Thank you, Ida. Reverend Regis, two and three, please. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, two. The simplest level of teaching appears to be quite superficial. It consists of what seems to be very casual encounters, a chance meeting of two apparent strangers in an elevator, a child who is not looking where he is going, running into an adult, quote-unquote, by accident. Two students who happen to walk home together. These are not chance encounters. Each of them has the potential of becoming a teaching-learning situation. Perhaps the seeming strangers in the elevator will smile to one another. Perhaps the man will not scold the child for bumping into him. Perhaps the students will become friends. Even at the level of the most casual encounter, it is possible for two people to lose sight of separate interests, if only for a moment. 
that moment will be enough. Salvation has come. Three, it is difficult to understand that levels of teaching and of teaching the universal course is a concept as meaningless in reality as is time. The illusion of one permits the illusion of the other. In time, the teacher of God seems to begin to change his mind about the world with the single decision and then learns more and more about the new direction as he teaches it. We have covered the illusion of time already, but the illusion of levels of teaching seems to be something different. Perhaps the best way to demonstrate that these levels cannot exist is simply to say that any level of teaching learning situation is part of God's plan for atonement. And his plan can have no levels, being a reflection of his will. Salvation is always ready and always there. God's teachers work at different levels, but the result is always the same. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Lee, three and four, please. It is difficult to understand that levels of teaching the universal course is, this, is a concept as meaningless in reality as is time. The illusion of one permits the illusion of the other. In time, the teacher of God seems to begin to change his mind about the world with the single decision and then learns more and more about the new direction as he teaches it. We've covered the illusion of time already, but the illusion of levels of teaching seems to be something different. Perhaps the best way to demonstrate that these levels cannot exist is simply to say that any level of the teaching-learning situation is part of God's plan for atonement. And his plan can have no levels, being a reflection of his will. Salvation is always ready and always there. God's teachers work at different levels, but the result is always the same. Four, each teaching-learning situation is maximal in the sense that each person involved will learn the most that he can from the other person at that time. In this sense, and in this sense only, we can speak of levels of teaching. Using the term in this way, the second level of teaching is a more sustained relationship in which for a time two people enter into a fairly intense teaching-learning situation and then appear to separate. As with the first level, these meetings are not accidental nor is what appears to be the end of the relationship, a real end. Again, each has learned the most he can at that time. Yet all who meet will someday meet again, for it is the destiny of all relationships to become holy. God is not mistaken in his son. Thank you, Lee. Sharon, are you still with us? I am with, I am with you, but I'm in the um, in the car on my way to work. Okay, great. Um, Paula, four and five, please. <clears throat> One second.
Each teaching learning situation is maximal in the sense that each person involved will learn the most that he can from the other person at that time. In this sense, it is this sense only, and in this sense only, we can speak of levels of teaching. Using the term in this way, the second level of teaching is a more sustained relationship in which for a time two people enter into a fairly fairly intense teaching-learning situation and then appear to separate. As with the first level, these meetings are not accidental, nor is what appears to be the end of the relationship a real end. Again, each has learned the most he can at the time, yet all who meet will someday meet again, for it is the destiny of all relationships to become holy. God is not mistaken in his Son. 5. The third level of teaching occurs in relationships which, once they are formed, are lifelong. These are teaching-learning situations in which each person is given a chosen, excuse me, a chosen learning partner who presents him with unlimited opportunities for learning. These relationships are generally few because their existence implies that most involved have reached a stage simultaneously in which the teaching and learning balance is actually perfect. This does not mean that they necessarily recognize this. In fact, they generally do not. They may even be quite hostile to each other for some time, and perhaps for life. Yet should they decide to learn it, the perfect lesson is before them and can be learned. And if they decide to learn that lesson, they become the saviors of the teachers who faltered and may even seem to fail. No teacher of God can fail to find the help he needs. Thank you, Paula. I'd like to open up the floor here for someone who has not read yet to read five. I can read it. Thanks, Mary. The third level of teaching occurs in relationships which, once they are formed, are lifelong. These are teaching-learning situations in which each person is given a chosen learning partner who presents him with unlimited opportunities for learning. These relationships are generally few because their existence implies that those involved have reached a stage simultaneously in which the teaching-learning balance is actually perfect. This does not mean that they necessarily recognize this. In fact, they generally do not. They may even be quite hostile to each other for some time, and perhaps for life. Yet, should they decide to learn it, the perfect lesson is before them and can be learned. And if they decide to learn that lesson, They become the saviors of the teachers who falter and may even seem to fail. No teacher of God can fail to find the help 
he needs. Thank you, Mary. No teacher of God can fail to find the help that he needs. <clears throat> Excuse me. Floor is open. This is Sharon. Um, I had to chuckle when, when um, Mary, you were reading. No, now I'm drawing a blank. Um, <laughs> I even memorized it. So it was a comment about they might even be come. They might even be quite hostile to each other, and. I was thinking, I wonder what Helen, uh, what Helen's thought was when she wrote that down. <laughs> it, I wonder if Helen and Bill took a good long look at each other and even chuckled when they, when she wrote that to him. It's pretty funny. Thanks. I'm complete. Thank you, Sharon. I thought Thank of that too, Sharon. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> sure. You guys are so much more involved with me. I was stuck on four when it says, yet all will someday meet again. For the, all the people that I've forgiven in my past, I just don't really want to get back together with them. <laughs> I'm complete. <laughs> I was thinking that too. <laughs> <laughs> are you sure you've really forgiven them? That's exactly my question. <laughs> I, I know it's my ego, but I'm telling you, I really don't want to go back there. <laughs> and the other Wendy, yeah, I don't want to go back and see the uh, misperceptions I, I was dancing with and fighting with. It's, that's a scary thought, but maybe they return in their holy state. Probably. I'm complete. Wow, that's a very interesting thing. Well, there you go. You're a little bit more awake than me. (laughs) (laughs) Or we greet them from our holy state. And actually, that's what it says. Look at that. It says, yet all who meet will someday meet again, for it is the destiny of all relationships to become holy. So when they're holy, we'll meet them again in in the wholeness. Mm -hmm. Because I see holy meaning wholeness. And we'll see that we're not separate. We're one. With everyone, no one excluded. That's really, there it is. Yeah. 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 This is Sharon. This is Sharon, and that actually is perfect because there's something, I wish I had the book in front of me. Maybe somebody will remember this exactly um, or can see it. But in last yesterday's lesson, it was it, it was a reminder of that, that we, when that we don't know who our brothers are. We can't see our brothers. And if we ha- <laughs> they are so far beyond what we see of them, so amazing and wonderful and so far beyond what we see in them. So there, there you go. It's, it's not that they, it, it's not true. So, yes, in the sense of time, they will return back to what they really are. And, of course, we all know that in truth, they never left who they really are, so we'll just be, our true amazing selves will be meeting their true amazing holy selves, and it'll be, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> I had no idea. Sorry. <laughs> That's what I imagine it to be like. Thanks, please. Yeah, thanks, Sharon. Thank you, Sharon. And if I read correctly, too, we don't choose. It, they're chosen for us. So... When we meet again, 
we won't even know why or who, but there is the plan, God's plan of salvation. So it's not like, oh, in this lifetime my sister is, and I'm going to meet my sister again. A sister, you know, this female, it could be a whole different type, a whole different personal relate, you know, in the dream. It could be a different, it could be a male. It could be a child. But it will be that same soul because we are destined to meet again. And how we perceive our dreams is how we'll meet again. So, and we don't choose. They're chosen for us. I'm complete. Thanks, Paula. Paula, did you, this is Ida, did you say, there's that lesson, that sentence that you said right before you said, um, I'm complete. Do you remember that? That we don't choose who we meet. It's chosen for us. It was right here. Why didn't I just read it? Am I just reading something? But that's how I read it. I'm complete. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Paul. I've got a question here. It's Rob. If it's chosen for us, how can you set up your day the way you want and have it turn out very, very much like that? Is something choosing in your ego mind what you want before your feet hit the floor? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Anybody got any answers? Well, I'll step up. Thanks, Rob. Good morning. For for me to take on rules for decision before my feet hit the floor, um, that rules for decision can be considered my decision to answer the call. Um, I roll back... Um, with interest here in chasing down a few of the concepts he's repeating, including that of um, having, uh, for a moment, no separate interests. Um, I start with the end of the paragraph four in the section before. God's will in everything but seems to take time in the working out. It's not the last sentence, next to last sentence. God's will in everything but seems to take time in the working out. Um, what that um, allows for me is to, is to recognize that my day unfolds um, uh, in perfection. And my answering the call ensures that his will in everything across my day um, is maximal for that day. It's a wonderful sentence to sit with. God's will and everything, but seems to take time in the working out. The other thing I was really looking at very carefully is the emphasis he puts on this idea of um, starting with his assertion that 
we've answered the call um, at whatever point we come to a place where we see no separate interests between ourselves and another. That's such a key idea. He's repeated it now already five or six times in the manual. And there's one place where he really develops that. It's in the last paragraph of this prior section where he says, um, God's teacher speaks to any two who join together for learning purposes. The relationship is holy because of that purpose. And God has promised to send his spirit into any holy relationship. Now he develops the idea of what it is that uh, defines no special, uh, no separate interests. In the teaching learning situation, each one learns that giving and receiving are the same. The demarcations they've drawn between their roles, their minds, their bodies, their needs, their interests, and all the differences they thought separated them from one another fade and grow dim and disappear. Those who would learn the same course share one interest and one goal. So those demarcations falling away is what I find that he's describing to me of willfully coming to a, a point in time where I recognize and the other recognizes that our interests are not separate. And I love that he describes that as uh, a holy relationship. Any relationship where the two show up with sufficient willingness that God is able to direct his teacher to speak to these who have joined together for learning purposes. It's a very beautiful concept. I'm complete. Thank you, Lee. Well, I learned in the... This is Rob again. I learned in the, uh, the past uh, 40 days, 40 days, it's a good number, uh, that all I need to do is bring up the question and be prepared to put my catcher's mitt right in the center of the strike zone. Because you just pitched a perfect pitch. I'm complete. Thanks for the catcher's mitt, but I'd love to hear what your answer is too, Rob. I just told you. <laughs> I watched you with this group for 40 days. I'm cool. I caught on. I always thought I was a good learner. I just didn't have a good teacher. Put my catcher's net right in the middle of the strike area, and you always pitch. 
perfect pitches. That is not a compliment. It's a statement. I'm complete. Thank you very much, Rob. Thank you, Rob, for that. And thank you for Lee. Thank you, Rob and Lee. Ida? Perfect. Um, I have a question. Is God's teacher, when he says God's teacher, is that the same as who we think of as the Holy Spirit? Or someone else? Some people call it the Holy Spirit. Some people call it your right mind. You just have to decide whether you want it. Like what Lee said. Before your feet hit the floor, you have already decided that you are going to listen to the Holy Spirit. It is an intent. I hope. Yes, so I will answer my own question and to say that God teacher is the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Rob. I'm complete. Sometimes call God's teacher, sometimes call God's voice. I see it the same way. Thanks, Ida. Sometimes call Ida, sometimes call Bryce, sometimes call Rob, sometimes call uh, Wendy, sometimes call, sometimes call, sometimes call, sometimes call, sometimes call. I'm complete. Thank you. This is Reverend Richard Joint. Thank you, Rob. You see, you echoed what I was thinking as well, that the teacher of God is uh, anyone who has aligned their will with uh, the Father's will, with the will of the Holy Spirit. It's the Trinity that becomes one, you know, the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. So we're all teachers of God when we align our will with the Father, because that, that is our will. And I just have a, one more comment on uh, when we were talking about uh, meeting who will meet someday, again, for it is the destiny of all relationships to become holy. And when I see the word destiny, I have always wanted to go to the very end of everything. As I mentioned before, I always have to see the end, the end of the book, the end of the everything, the play, the end of the all, everything. And so destiny to me means when we are no longer separate, when we join, like forgiveness lets me know that minds are joined. It's that... That's the destiny, and when we get there, then the relationship is holy, is whole, because we'll see our oneness and unity. And that's um, where he says in the Course, God is inevitable. And when I hear that, I think our knowing, and knowing once again our unity is inevitable. And that's holy. That's, and in that space, I may very well meet 
another, all the aspects of the infinitude. <laughs> Again, <laughs> I'm complete. Thank you. Be right. Thank you, Reverend That was the fake umpire. Thank you, Reverend Rita. Thank you for being with us and helping us and helping yourself. Yeah, thanks. Nice, thanks, Reverend Rita. Thanks. This is Wendy. Um, I got I got this in my automatic writing this morning, or my inspired writing, and I thought maybe this was a good time to say it. <laughs> um, I asked for specifics, you know, for the day, and it said, Spirit said, it is for you to announce that you are going abroad and that you will be looking for partners to join you. This is all news to me. I have no, where, no idea where or when, but I've, I've done what Spirit told me to do. I've made my announcement. So if there's anybody that wants to go, and I, I looked up the word abroad because I'm a little, you know, reluctant to head for Europe. Uh, and it said any place that, you know, is uh, a, a separate country from where you live or, or a continent. Okay, I'm complete. Thanks, you guys. Syria? Well, I think spirit is serious about that, anyway. No, Syria. Syria, yeah, not on my list, but thanks. <laughs> I want to go abroad, but again, it would take a miracle for me to be able to do that. But miracles happen. We're reading, of course, miracles. <laughs> so, thank you. I'm complete. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Ida. Thanks, Rob. You're welcome. Well, I'm excited for you, Wendy. <laughs> So many directives. I'm not sure where I'm going to be when, but I just keep following the instructions. I'm complete. I bet you we, this group group could brainstorm it by being very quiet, and we'd all get the same answer. That's a beautiful thought. All right, my fellow student teachers. What do you say, Reverend Rija? Okay. Well, we'll uh, end our time together today by once again becoming quiet and closing our eyes and drawing the awareness within. It's so amazing to learn today that all I need to do is be willing to learn. And then the opportunities will show up in my world because love waits on welcome. Quote, when he is ready to learn, the opportunities to teach will be provided for him. There is no one from whom a teacher of God cannot learn. So there is no one whom he cannot teach. Unquote. When I open my mind, to another choice, then it becomes visible, but not before. And as I make the choice for love, it teaches all the world. So I pray today, Father, Mother, God, 
I am realizing that the only goal of my being here is to extend your love, which is the love that I am, in your eyes. I will see myself and my brother sinless. This, you tell me, is the goal. Quote, the ultimate goal is always the same, to make of the relationship a holy relationship in which both can look upon the Son of God as sinless. Unquote. Thank you for this and for reminding me that the opportunities to do this are always there. You tell me, quote, salvation is always ready and always there, unquote. Salvation from misperception is in every instant. In every moment, I have the opportunity to teach only love and learn of this from my brother. We are teachers to one another. Whether it is a person driving the car that passes by me or someone who attends our conference call and then moves on or my parent, all optimal chances for salvation. You tell me that no matter what the situation or type of relationship, quote, each teaching learning situation is maximal in the sense that each person involved will learn the most that he can from the other person at that time. Unquote. Thank you, Father, Mother, God. As I see another as myself with no separate interests, we become one, one teacher, one student, remembering who we are, remembering the atonement, remembering that all our pupils and all our students all here now to heal and be healed all here to do God's will. I hear you whisper, quote, yet all who meet will someday meet again. For it is the destiny of all relationships to become holy. God is not mistaken in his son. God's will in everything but seems to take time in the working out. But what could delay the power of eternity? And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Reverend Regent. Thank you, Reverend Regent. Amen. Thank you, Reverend Regent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bless the day. You too.